This podcast is sponsored by Talkspace. May is Mental Health Awareness Month, and Talkspace, the leading virtual therapy provider, is encouraging people to talk it out in therapy. By talking or texting with a supportive, licensed therapist at Talkspace, you'll gain insights, discover truths, and experience breakthroughs that will improve how you live and how you feel. With Talkspace, just answer a few questions online, and you'll be matched with a therapist. And because you'll meet your therapist online, you don't have to take time off work or arrange childcare. You'll meet on your schedule, whenever you feel most at ease. Plus, Talkspace works with most major insurers, and most insured members only pay a $25 copay or less. No insurance? No problem. If you want to make progress toward a mentally healthier place, Talkspace is here for you. Now get $80 off your first month with promo code SPACE80 when you go to Talkspace.com. Match with a licensed therapist today at Talkspace.com. Save $80 with code SPACE80 at Talkspace.com. Welcome to the Eric Erickson Show podcast, Hour 3. Greetings, conversationalists. Welcome. It's Eric Erickson here across America. The phone number, 877-973-7425. As always, you can text Eric, E-R-I-C-K. Get the daily show notes, the podcast, all that great stuff uh, just by texting Eric to 33777. Uh, There is some news out. It appears federal officials... Uh, the Fed are, they're not going to raise rates right now. However, they still say they will raise rates again this year. And they expect to now hold rates higher for longer than they originally thought they would have to. Originally, they thought they would start bringing rates down uh, by the end of this year into early next year. Now, the Federal Reserve is saying they expect at least, at least, a another quarter point rate hike this year. They're not doing it right now, but they also say that they're probably going to keep rates higher for longer. The result is that, well, uh, the SP 500 NASDAQ going down the, the Dow up over hundred points though, right now, we'll see how that works out as the news is beginning to trickle in that breaking news happening right now. All right. Um, I, I, I got to talk about, the book bans that aren't book bans. I do want to get to George Washington, and and I'm I'm just I, I want to weave all of this stuff together because it's all kind of related. You've probably heard a story out of Houston Chronicle. Well, let, let me let me read you the Houston Chronicle story that has started this. Texas teacher fired after assigning an illustrated Anne Frank book. Did you ever read Anne Frank when you're – I think every kid has to read about Anne Frank. Anne Frank, for those of you in Rio Linda, Anne Frank was a a Jewish child during World War II who died in the Holocaust. And she uh, had a diary, and the diary was found and published, and her memory kept alive. A Texas middle school teacher has been fired after assigning an unapproved illustrated version of Anne Frank's diary – to her 11th grade reading class. Uh, Per a report from KFDM, a spokesperson from Hampshire Fennett Independent School District located south of Beaumont, Texas, released a statement confirming the teacher was sent home Wednesday after reading a passage from Anne Frank's diary, the graphic adaptation, in which Frank wrote about male and female genitalia. 
as you may be aware, following concerns regarding curricular selections in your student's reading class, a substitute teacher has been facilitating the class since Wednesday. The district is currently in the process of posting to secure a high-quality full-time teacher. Now, Anne Frank's diary has been used for a very long time. However, the versions approved in school districts omit sections about sexuality. But a graphic novel came out in 2018. And that graphic novel not only includes conversation about, but pictures depicting the sexual content. This book was not approved for use. It was not part of the school district. Never has been. Never has been in any school district used. But this teacher decided to use it and to focus on the sexual part of it and to call the kids' attention to it, to meditate on that part, if you will. Clearly designed. This is, y'all, this is starting to happen around the country. A bunch of progressives in school districts are martyring themselves for the cause of porn in schools. I can't read to you the passages in a lot of these books. I can't. I, I, I can't read them to you because I would be removed from the air. I, I would be fired. Graphic depictions of sex acts. I can't describe for you the pictures. I, I can't read for you the passages in the books. And in fact, if you take one of these books, including this and Frank book, to a local school board, and you begin to read the passage. You don't even have to show them the pictures. Read the passages. They'll call the cops on you. Yet the left is fine with this stuff being in school. By the way, this particular um, depiction is of a um, pretty sexually explicit Pack, a, a part of a description of molestation. That's actually what's happening here. And you, you, you should at least understand that those in defense of this book that was not at the approved uh, lecture, those in defense of it are leaving out the part where it's a pretty explicit depiction of molestation, sexual molestation. That's not in the book that your kids read. It's it's not in. It's the picture, the description, the section, the passage. It's not in your Anne Frank book. For decades, not just recently, but for decades, they've left it out of the book. Now, why have they left it out of the book? Because for a very long time, kids and school districts were protected by the school district from the explicit nature. But that's not what's going on anymore. The The left somehow has decided that they want you to see the explicit nature of the book. They want you to encounter 
the very pictures that are 18 and older because they're defining themselves in reaction to what people on the right believe. This gets to the George Washington stuff. They're tearing down the statues of the founders of the country. Woko Haram. It's not Boko Haram. It's Woko Haram. The, the woke terrorists of America. They're, they're tearing down the statues like the Taliban. The Taliban pulled down the statues in Afghanistan. Boko Haram in uh, West Africa blows up churches and tears down statues of, of Jesus and Christian communities and kills you if you try to draw the prophet Muhammad. Because it's a religious crusade, and it is for Woko Haram. It's a religious crusade. And that religious crusade of wokeism forces people to convert and forces people to be indoctrinated. You yourself have to be indoctrinated into the cause. You yourself have to be brainwashed. And if you won't, your children will be. They will come for your children. So they will get rid of the George Washington statues and the Thomas Jefferson statues, and they will put the pornographic books in your kid's school because they want your children to revise how they know about American history. I just read you in the previous segment this story for the Washington Free Beacon that the school districts are also allowing the Communist Party of China to come in in schools near military bases and educate your kids. They are literally actually allowing teachers handpicked by the Communist Party of China to come into school districts and teach your kids. It's all about undermining the United States of America. It's all about upending the system because you have to understand one of the fundamental aspects of this is intersectionality. Intersectionality is a Marxist theory of power. Most people who talk about intersectionalism don't understand that it is a Marxist theory of power. They've bought into it. It makes sense to them that essentially uh, there's white privilege and people who are white have clout and people who are male and white have the most clout. And if you're none of those things, you don't have any clout and therefore you're marginalized by society. And where the left in intersectionality twists it is to then proclaim that the people without the power, the people at the margins of society, they have moral authority. And the people who are in power have no moral authority. And so the people who are in power must listen to the people who are out of power who have moral authority. And the people who are in power must be quiet. For so long, the people in power sought to protect our children from pornography and deviancy and the like. And the intersectionalists believe that's wrong. It is wrong to protect your children from the graphic depictions of molestation in Anne Frank's diaries because it's, it's her truth and you can't be denied her truth. Your children can't be denied access to genderqueer, the graphic depiction of a child, and it is a child, a minor, engaged in sexual acts with someone else. Your children shouldn't be protected from that but exposed to it because this is someone's truth. 
And your child should not learn about George Washington, the revered founder of the country, because George Washington was a white man of privilege who owned slaves. Therefore, he has no moral authority. And we can only tell you about those with moral authority. Therefore, you can't learn about George Washington. You got to find some um, handicapped amputee uh, black Muslim lesbian, and you got to hagiography that person. You got to worship that person. You got to teach about that person. We don't know if that person exists, but we're going to find them and we're going to elevate them on a platform because they've got all the moral authority that George Washington does not have because George Washington was white, male, Christian, founder of the country, slave owner. And whenever they find the black, female, lesbian, Muslim, triple amputee, well, that person is the furthest removed from power possible. Therefore, they've got all the moral authority on in the world to talk. Until then, we'll talk about the molestation in Anne Frank's diary that historically school districts haven't done. And we will accuse you of banning the book if you don't think it's age appropriate. We'll accuse you of doing book burnings. You know, like this genderqueer book, graphic depictions of sex. They've been putting it in elementary school libraries, not in high school libraries, elementary school libraries. And when parents say, no, no, this doesn't belong in the elementary school library, they're like, well, you're banning books. We haven't banned the book. We just don't think it should be there. It's not banning the book. It's exercising judgment as a parent that this is in an age inappropriate. We do this with cigarettes. We do this with porn in, in, in grocery, in the backs of grocery stores. We, we do this all the time. But somehow you're not allowed to do it in the school district. Why? Because Woko Haram does not want parents influencing their children about moral standards. They think that only the school district could. And they think the school district should be intersectional and woke. And so your children should be indoctrinated, not educated. I feel so sorry for the poor people of America whose kids, they want to have a better education so their children can do better than the parents. There's this overwhelming belief in the country now that children are not going to have a better day than their parents, will not have a better life than their parents, will not have a better career than their parents. Well, it's because the rich white wokes have taught intersectionality in the high schools and then in the elementary schools, and they don't want a poor kid getting out of poverty. They want to keep the poor kid in poverty because if they keep the poor kid in poverty, that child keeps his moral standing. But if he he elevates himself out of poverty, he loses his moral standing. So it's better to keep kids ignorant and in poverty so they have the moral standing of intersectionality than to allow that kid to actually be successful in the world because that would make that person problematic. Worldviews are colliding, the insane and the sane, the Marxist and the capitalist, the people who believe in truth and the people who believe everyone has their own truth. The moral relativists do not want us to escape. You got to fight back against Woko Haram at the local level, all the way up to the national level. You got to take a stand. I run a small business. You may not realize this radio show is small business, but I got employees. I got management headaches, hirings of employees, thankfully, no firings. But you got to deal with the management burden sometimes. If you're a small business owner, you probably deal with those headaches as well. And sometimes I've realized it's better to outsourced to an HR department so you don't have to be the bad guy. Your employees can like you and you want to deal with an HR department that your employees can like for the most part when they need HR assistance and 
you got to think about these things as a small business owner. Let's say somebody isn't showing up when they're supposed to. You don't want to have to be the confrontational bad guy. That's where Bambi comes in. Or an employee reports a serious issue like sexual harassment, and you're not even sure if you got a documented policy. Bambi can take care of those things. With Bambi, you get access to a dedicated HR manager starting at just $99 a month. They're available by phone, by email, real-time chat, so you can do onboardings and terminations that run smoothly. Your team members help coaching for peak performance. Your business stays compliant with changing HR regulations, and they always change. Y'all, Bambi's dedicated HR managers are U.S.-based individuals who are dedicated to your business. So they seem like they're on your team, not just somebody from a different company, but actually on your team with the personal touches you want. So if you need HR assistance for your growing small business, reach out to Bambi, Bambi Bambi.com. Go right now, type in Eric Erickson under podcast when you sign up. It'll help the show. It's spelled Bambi, B-A-M-B-E-E.com, Bambi.com. Type in Eric Erickson under podcast. Start moving your business forward with great, dedicated, team-oriented HR, Bambi.com. What did Joe Biden say here at the United Nations? Anybody have any idea? Now, even as we evolve our institutions and drive creative new partnerships, let me be clear. Certain principles are in the national system are sacrosanct. Huh? Now, even as we evolve our institutions, I mean, institutions. I don't know. I am having way too much fun with Mr. White. God bless him. I could listen to that man talk all day. I bet you he has the best stories and the best barbecue restaurant locations. Better than than our dear president, Joe Biden. Um, all right, I, I got to move. We got this congressional fight. Shutdown possibly coming. Here's Matt Gates uh, from Florida. We can't blame Joe Biden and the Democrats for why the Republican-controlled House of Representatives hasn't passed single-subject spending bills. That's our fault. So, so we have to deal with that. We will likely have to endure some degree of a shutdown. Some degree of a shutdown. Nancy Mace from South Carolina chiming in on Kevin McCarthy's leadership. Are you happy with the job that Speaker McCarthy is doing? I would say I would put me in the the column of being very frustrated. I don't like feeling like I was misled or lied to on particular pieces of legislation. I've worked very hard to show a roadmap and a pathway for women, Mm -hmm. uh, for Republican women, how we can move forward and win suburban women over next year. I've worked on a number of pieces of legislation that has fallen on deaf ears, has been ignored, no matter the promises that I was made by the leadership. So put me in the very unhappy column today. Very unhappy call. Now, this one's notable. Victoria Sparts of Indiana, she very pro-Ukraine, not considered a, a, a hardcore conservative. She's leaving Congress after this year. She's tired of it. Not in the Kevin McCarthy camp. Listen, I think we, you know, actually as the Speaker of the House doesn't even be a member of Congress. A lot of people don't realize that. I think a lot of people learn it. I'm sure with country over 200 million people, we, we have choices, right? But ultimately, I mean, Kevin is not a symptom of the system. And I think we have to stand up as Republicans and put pressure and have this conversation. But ultimately, leaders have to hold accountability, you know, hold them accountable too. And what? unfortunately, he didn't deliver. And a lot of major issues. Now we're again in the crisis.
crisis mode. Now again in crisis mode. They're not happy with McCarthy's leadership. They yanked a defense funding bill yesterday. Five Republicans said they wouldn't vote for it. Uh, and the reason they didn't vote for it isn't because they're opposed to it, but because the, the actual numbers didn't add up in the legislation. They want to see the actual numbers. They didn't want to see the hypothetical numbers or the wishful numbers. They want to see the real numbers. That's why they killed it, being badly misreported by the media. A group that is out there fighting for the real numbers and the real metrics for control of Washington and battling Bidenomics is Americans for Prosperity, and they want you on their team. You go to americansforprosperity.org slash Eric today. You sign up and be a part of Americans for Prosperity. Now, what is Americans for Americans for Prosperity? It's a do tank, not a think tank. In Washington, there are lots of think tanks. They write white papers. They go to Capitol Hill. They get very cerebral. They have discussions. Americans for Prosperity, they actually get into the states and they do the business of fighting for limited governments, free markets, free people. They're fighting against uh, Bidenomics. They're fighting against the regulatory state in Washington. And they're building an army of activists who go door to door, knocking on neighbors' doors, talking to neighbors, uh, telling them the message of free markets and free people, going to local legislators and telling them what they can do to fight back against Washington and going to Washington and helping Republicans with the firepower to push back against the Biden agenda. All you got to do to be a part of their army of activists is go to americansforprosperity.org slash Eric, americansforprosperity.org slash E-R-I-C-K. Sign up now. Learn to be an effective advocate for free markets and free people across the nation. Greetings and welcome. The phone number 877-973-7425. If you want to be on the program, I want to play you some audio from yesterday. This is Vladimir Zelensky speaking to the United Nations. Even though humanity is failing on its climate policy objectives, this means that extreme weather will still impact the normal global life and some evil state will also weaponize its outcomes. And when people in the streets of New York and other cities of the world went out on climate protest, we all have seen them. And when people in Morocco and Libya and other countries die as a result of natural disasters, and when islands and countries disappear underwater, and when tornadoes and deserts are spreading into, into new territories, and when all of this is happening, one, a natural disaster in Moscow decided to launch a big war and kill tens of thousands of people. We have to stop it. We must act united to defeat the aggressor and focus all our capabilities and energy on addressing these challenges. Now, one more for you. That was Vladimir Zelensky. At the United Nations, this is Joe Biden also at the United Nations. For one day, for one day, my administration, the United States, has treated this crisis as an existential threat from the moment we took office, not only for us, but for all of humanity. Climate change he's talking about. I, you know, Zelensky as well hired a transgender American to be the spokesman. Now, the trans, it's a trans woman, which means he's actually a dude, and you could tell he's a dude. 
and Zelensky hired the guy to be the spokesman or spokeswoman, spokestranswoman for the Ukrainian military and today has suspended the guy for saying that the Ukrainians are going to hunt down and execute anyone who disagrees with them and pick a fight with U.S. Senator J.D. Vance online. Zelensky suspended the guy. Um, what is going on here? Let, let me explain this to you. And, and I feel bad for the guy. I suspect Volodymyr Zelensky does not care a bit about trans issues or climate change. But he's got to get Western powers to support him. So he's got to go hat in hand, as the Babylon Bee said, pass the offering plate of the United Nations for his efforts. And he's got to speak woke to them. He's, he's got to speak woke. He's got to make them believe that he's one of them. What a, a weird and wild thing that we're at this point in civilization where to get Western powers to care about you, to help you, you got um, you, you, well, to go talk to them like you believe their stuff. It's, it's like, listen, when I go speak to believers, when I speak to you, I, I can say things that confirm in your mind I'm a believer. I don't have to cite the Apostles' Creed. I believe in God the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and is his son Jesus Christ. I, I, I don't I don't have to go there. I don't have to say it. I can the way that I talk about things generally can convey to you that that I'm a person of faith. And for those of you who are people of faith who I want on my side, because I say it and I believe it and I mean it, you tend to give me the benefit of the doubt. Now, let, let, let me take this to a higher level. It's no secret in 2016, I, I was I, I coined the term never Trump. Didn't support him. Well, ended up supporting him in 2020. To this day, some of his most hardcore supporters uh, still call me never Trump, even though I had his whole family on the program in 2020 and Mike Pence and, and supported him. But in 2016, I didn't. There were a whole lot of people who were convinced I was going to be out of a job because of it. To this day, to my knowledge, I am the only guy who was a local radio show host in 2016, conservative radio show host in 2016, who didn't back Trump, who still has a job. Not only do I have a job, I've got a larger job. I've got a bigger show in, in more stations. It's not just a local show anymore. It's a national syndication, and it's growing. And it's because I had to find common ground with my audience in 2016. The, the numbers actually, the ratings went up. The audience grew. In part, it was because I just, I, I found other things to talk about. But it actually forced me to become a, a better, more interesting radio show host. And then just the red meat Republican politics of, if here's my man, stand by my man, let's do Tammy Wynette. It, it, it worked better, and, and part of that was also more discussions about faith and culture and uh, into that, weaving into that, my faith and what I actually believe and talking to you authentically and relationally and transparently about all of that sort of stuff. And so people didn't flee. Some did. Some are to this day very bitter. A lot of people listen and they hate listen and they email me constantly. They can't let it go, but they listen. It's like what Zelensky's doing. 
Zelensky needs the West's help. And Western leaders overwhelmingly at this point, the Justin Trudeaus of the world, the Joe Bidens of the world, the whoever the prime minister is this week in Great Britain's of the world, the leaders of Australia, New Zealand, they're all white progressives. They're liberals and they're woke. So this poor man whose country has been invaded by Russians, whose children have been kidnapped and carted off to Siberia for re-education, whose moms and dads have been murdered, he's got to go hat in hand to the United Nations, and he's got to talk about climate change. And he's got to try to get them to care about the Russians and say, hey, the sooner you help me fight the Russians and we win, the sooner we can go back to fighting climate change. And he's got to hire a a woke transgender activist to be his spokesman to the Western press because the Western press is so liberal. They're going to treat a white transgender dude with his Adam's apple claiming to be a woman as, as more credibly than an actual Ukrainian who could do the job. It's necessary performance for survival on his part. And I got to imagine that he seethes with resentment because of it. I got to imagine the Ukrainian people do. I got to imagine. So your country's being bombed, your nation invaded, your ports taken over, your fields and farmers bombed, your eastern lands conquered, your fields landmined so you can't do harvest, your people starving and hurting, your cities constantly under threat, and you got to go talk about climate change to the United Nations to get some cash from the West. What a disgusting, disgusting thing to have to do. Humiliating to have to do it. But he's got to. He's got to do the song and dance for the left. He's got to sing from the left's hymnal. He's got to do the kabuki theater for their money. And he knows it. He's smart enough to get it. Now, the problem for him, though, is that in so doing, it alienates him from others. I mean, I know a lot of Republicans who are like, why is he putting some trans guy as as his military spokesman why would he do this is he is he what well no he's not but he's trying to virtue signal to the people of the of of the western world that he's on their side and and they're all big into trans rights so he's got to he's got to go in that direction and he's got to do that because he's got to signal to them in some capacity that he's on their side and so they should be on his side he's got to speak woke to the wokes so the wokes believe he's one of them and, and he'll as soon as he wins this war you know he'll fight climate change with them and he'll en- enact trans reforms and start sterilizing the kids of Ukraine whether he does or not is another matter it's just sad that a man whose country's been invaded by the russians has to go to the united nations and do a dog and pony show performing for the wokes, whether he believes it or not, in order for them to give him money. And that's the perversity of the West right now, of Western leaders. And what's so funny is that while this is happening in Western Europe, they're beginning to recede in their views on trans issues. More and more governments, France now joining Germany and Denmark, uh, Scandinavian countries, Great Britain, rolling back on um, transitioning children. There's actually a new study out from Great Britain that uh, kids who take hormones to forestall puberty have increased suicidal thoughts and tendencies. And it's not the bullying of the people who don't believe them. It's actually the drugs that mess with their minds. 
And in this country, you can't give the American Academy of Pediatrics to go along with it because they make so much money that the pediatricians do giving these transition therapies to kids. It's 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 cashing in. In you know the the problem with socialist medicine is that it's bad and it backs up. the The upside of socialist medicine is that uh, they got to save as much money as possible, so they want everybody to have euthanasia so they don't have to pay for chemotherapy, and they're not willing to pay out the they're not willing to give the transition drugs to kids if they don't actually work. So they assess them, and turns out they don't actually work. In fact, if anything, it, it drives up the cost and they got to deal with mental health issues. And so Western Europe is walking back from areas where the United States is still pushing forward, but the United States is still the top dog when it comes to the world leadership in the West. And so Vladimir, Vladimir Zelensky has got to come to the U.S. and sound woke. Meanwhile, I got to play this clip for you. Up, oh, I hit the button too soon. I, I got to transition all the way out of this too. Speaking of people coming and speaking woke and nonsense, John Fetterman, who can't put on a suit to go to the Senate. By as an aside, you know the whole the whole Senate uh, dress code thing. Uh, someone sent me a picture this morning of Stephen Hawking. You know Stephen Hawking when he died, the windows shut down, sound played. Stephen Hawking, that's Stephen Hawking. Stephen Hawking was crumpled up in his wheelchair behind his monitor wearing a suit. Stephen Hawking, a man who could not speak or walk, could put on a suit. And John Fetterman can't. That tells you everything you need to know about Fetterman. But also, he's still at war with the English language after his stroke. Poor guy. Listen to this. My message to the, the, CEOs, the CEOs is, you know, at $74 million, you know, collectively earning that, you know, how many yachts can they need, you know, you know to, to, yacht, to water uh, ski behind it? You know, I mean, it's just crazy. Yeah, it's crazy. It's crazy, John. I feel really bad for the guy, but he's going to keep holding himself out there like that. Uh, he, he makes himself the butt of jokes just with his attire. It's it's not it's almost as crazy as the people who think he's got a doppelganger that that he hires stuntmen to be body doubles. It's it, there's a weird conspiracy theory out there on the guy. But how wild is this that he can't put on a suit to go to the Senate, but Stephen Hawking could put on a suit to ride around in his wheelchair. And Stephen Hawking had greater command of the English language than Fetterman. Maybe Fetterman needs a computer and he can type into and let the computer speak for him. I just the whole thing is wild to me. The Senate will demean itself. By the way, Washington, the Washington Post editorial board has come out and condemned Chuck Schumer for demeaning the standards of dress in the Senate for one man. Just we live in an upside down world. You got you got the Senate demeaning itself for one man who can't be bothered to put on a suit, and you got one man having to demean himself in the United Nations to to talk woke to try to get money out of Western nations to fight off a country that's invaded him. The whole world is upside down. Maranatha. Between 22-year high interest rates, bank collapse, the very real threat of a deep recession, it's time for you to start paying attention to Swiss America. They've been the trusted leader in precious metals for 40 years in this country. If your assets are in the market or in a bank and the world is topsy-turvy, Swiss America might be able to help you ease the ebbs and flows of the topsy-turvy markets with your money in precious metals. Right now, Swiss America is giving my listeners beautiful walking Liberty half dollars, an amazing low price of $13.50 each delivered. You limit 250 coins per customer while supply. Last, I've got a walking Liberty half dollar. 
It really is a gorgeous coin. It's a great entryway into precious metals. For you, for your kids, for your grandkids, $13.50 for a silver coin by the U.S. Mint. It's a great entryway into precious metals. For savings, for keepsakes, you name it. To get this amazing deal, you call or text 800-289-2646. What do you call or text? My name, Eric. You give them Eric when they answer, or you text my name, Eric, to 800-289-2646, or visit SwissAmerica.com slash Eric. You mention Eric when you call or text 800-289-2646, or visit SwissAmerica.com slash Eric. You can get the Walking Liberty Half Dollar. You can also get their report about the war on cash. Message and data rates apply if you call or text 800-289-2646. Or to make it easy, SwissAmerica.com slash Eric. Get the Walking Liberty Half Dollar and get their war on cash report on how corporations and the government are trying to get you out of currency into plastic so they can control your spending. I need somebody to start me a GoFundMe for I need to raise $5 million to buy Elton John's condo down the street from my office, make a great crash pad. Just just saying, I don't have it, but surely somebody does and wants to be generous with me. <laughs> uh, Merrick Garland testified before Congress a little while ago. He said this. That means we apply the same laws to everyone. There is not one set of laws for the powerful and another for the powerless, one for the rich and another for the poor, one for Democrats and another for Republicans, or different rules depending upon one's race or ethnicity or religion. Really? That, that's interesting because the Department of Justice just prosecuted two 70-year-old women for praying outside an abortion clinic, claiming they were blocking access by being present there. Uh, the women were found guilty by a bunch of progressives on a D.C. Uh, jury panel. They could spend more time in prison than the guy in Montana who killed the Republican. Remember that? The guy, drunken drunken state, uh, kid was identified as a Republican. He killed the kid. He got five years in prison. Five years in prison. These women could go away for 11 for praying outside an abortion clinic. Meanwhile, Merrick Garland refused to enforce the law that prohibits protesters from being outside the homes of federal judges, did not stop the protesters from protesting outside the home of Brett Kavanaugh, Amy Coney Barrett, Neil Gorsuch, any of them, refused to do it. It's actually against federal law to disrupt uh, federal judges' homes as a tactic of intimidation. And Merrick Garland refused to enforce that law. They were going to do a, a sweetheart deal with Hunter Biden, who, by the way, it, it turns out Merrick Garland had no idea whatsoever that David Weiss, the special prosecutor, his uh, he, he and his old law firm had ties connected into the, the Biden situation. There's potential conflict of interest there that's just come out, new documents, and Garland had no idea that was the case. Doubled down on it, claimed there was no interference in Weiss's investigation, even though whistleblowers have said so. Now they've got the media out there claiming that the whistleblowers are, are self-identified whistleblowers. Absolutely insane. Uh, the, the double standard is there for everyone to see. And it is a double standard of the rich and the poor. It is a double standard of the Democrat and Republican. It is a double standard. We shouldn't have it. And perhaps the next administration will change it, but but that's just um, ridiculous. By the way, this is happening right now. Uh, Donald Trump is on stage at an event and just called Megyn Kelly nasty again because she asked him questions 
and he made his abortion and transgender faux pas during her interviews, and so now she's nasty. All she did was ask him uh, if a man can become a woman, and he didn't say no. He said, uh, 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 and then he attacked uh, fetal heartbeat legislation in the nation, um, said she's nasty for asking those tough questions. My goodness gracious. All right. I'll be back tomorrow. I don't know what we'll talk about tomorrow. Maybe the government will be shut down by then. Well, they got 10 more days. Will they get a deal? I want to explain some of this more tomorrow. We didn't have time today. But there was a legit objection to the defense appropriations bill. And and we need to talk about how the media is mischaracterizing this. But also, there's a good compromise plan that five members don't want.